Greetings and salutations. Hi. I'm Josh Belcher. Get the super sauce. I'll change into my super suit. <laughs> this is Uncharted. Hello and happy weekend, Sunday, fun day after Thanksgiving and Black Friday. I'm Josh Belcher, host of the Uncharted Podcast. What a great week for podcasting it was. We've got Brian Smith from the band Cavo on deck to talk about his new single, Lead On, plus many other things concerning the band, what they're doing right now during COVID-19. We've also got the hilarious stand-up comedian extraordinaire, Mr. Ryan Niemiller from America's Got Talent. He's with us. He's coming to Zany's Nashville real soon. Go ahead and go to the website to grab your tickets. Uh, really, really fun time speaking with both of these gentlemen, both on both the spectrums I really, uh, really enjoy, uh, you know, rock and roll music and comedy. Just a fun time to speak with them and learn more about their crafts and what they've got going on. I'm really, really grateful. Uh, Thanksgiving was a pretty good event. Had some people come over. It was peaceful. Everybody was happy and uh, eating and healthy. Uh, no skirmishes, no uh, foul play, uh, just hanging out and being happy. Uh, one thing is my poor dog, Charlie, he's got a bit of an itch. He, uh, every time he turns around, it seems like he's wanting me to scratch his booty. He'll back it up on me just like a drunk chick at a bar and or club. So I was really concerned about that and I was looking up online and the most common theme was allergies. So sick of my little guy suffering. I went to uh, Pet Smart or Pet Something Another and bought a $20 um, thing of shampoo that says it's not shampoo, it's just itch relief. And uh, looks like it's working. Hasn't been scratching too crazily. Here as of late, we got him a new collar with a red bow tie on it because his skin is white with black spots. He kind of reminds me a little of Pee Wee Herman. But anyway, he's a distinguished gentleman. Had that going on, really happy. Uh, in sports, my Gators won, beat Kentucky. And I'm hoping today, when you hear this podcast or whenever you listen to it, because it's a Sunday, that the Titans will pull one over on the Colts. They, uh, they let them manhandle them last time, so maybe they'll uh, take it up a notch or two. Uh, had a Skype date this week with a really interesting young lady who's got a level head, good head on her shoulders. She's uh, close to my age, and uh, it's just really refreshing to have a uh, virtual date, if you will, with someone that's got so much going for them and, you know, got a good head on their shoulders and is, you know, self-sufficient and uh, all about improving and just had a great conversation there. So all pluses on the board. Uh, great, great holiday, and uh, I'll quit flapping my gums, and we'll get on with the Uncharted podcast. Thank you for taking the time. Here we go. Hilarious stand-up comedian Ryan Miller from America's Got Talent and self-proclaimed cripple threat is on the Uncharted podcast. He's coming to Zany's Nashville real soon, so check out your availability there on the Zany's website. One of the performances is already sold out, so you got to act fast. He's coming up right now. All right, we're recording. Thank goodness for uh, modern technology. Uh, Ryan, thank you so much. Uh, you know, I've been a fan forever, you know, watching you kill it on uh, America's Got Talent, and now you're just taking over the whole world. How are you doing uh, uh, the day before Thanksgiving? I'm I'm doing well, man. I appreciate you having me. Uh, obviously, this year is uh, is very unique for the entertainment industry, but I am uh, I'm doing as well as I can. 
I, I hear you. That's all we all can do. I, I remember, you know, hitting you up when you were coming to Nashville the first time. It seems like that was like five or six months ago, and everybody had to reschedule. Uh, I'm sure you've been having to do that for a lot of tour dates. But are you currently hitting it right now as far as, far as doing, like, road work and everything? Uh, I mean, a little bit. Like, like yeah, this, this year has been the longest decade of my life. I'll tell you that much. I think it feels that way for a lot of people. Uh, I'm getting to work a little bit. Um, it, it's one of those things that, you know, I take this all very seriously. So I have to kind of – I look to see, you know, places I'm booked, how the state's handling it, making sure the club is handling it well, um, yeah. and, and also just trying not to be – I don't want to be flipping about it. Like, it's weird because, like, in a perfect world, I would to just stay home, but no one's paying my bills, <laughs> you know, so <laughs> – you, you, you kind of have to make those decisions, but I'm getting to work a little bit. Uh, you know, I, I am hopefully finally getting to do those Nashville shows uh, here in a couple of weeks. We'll we'll see. Um, always have to knock on wood and take everything with a grain of salt because I've had stuff get canceled the week of, and some stuff I thought was going to get canceled did not. So here here's hoping. Because <laughs> I'd like yeah. to do those national shows eventually. Absolutely. I mean, I'm uh, really, I'm really hoping you're going to be here so I can check you out. But uh, this is how crazy it's been. Um, I had some tickets to go see two shows because see, we only have like, uh, like two comedy venues in Nashville, <laughs> and uh, I had tickets to see two shows the same week that Dale hugely passed out on stage in Nashville oh, yeah. because of COVID. <laughs> do you remember that? Like when he had that uh, little mishap, unfortunately. Uh, I do remember that, and uh, it was one of those things that was, like, kind of the first uh, indication of, like, oh, maybe some comics need to be taking this more seriously. Um, you know, kind of like I was thinking, like, we're put in a weird position, though. Um, you know, because I think a lot of people, you know, they, they saw that I was on America's Got Talent, and you're kind of on TV a lot like that. They just assume, like, oh, that guy's probably worth billions of dollars now, <laughs> and it doesn't quite work that way. Yeah, you know, like 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 I'm doing okay, but like, you know, I'm trying to buy a house and I want to like start a family. You can't do that on twelve hundred dollars once seven months ago. You know, <laughs> like exactly. I understand completely. Uh, you know, as a uh, studier of the art of comedy, or and just loving entertainment in general, I've had you know the fortune to talk with a lot of great people, yourself included, and it's. You know, you can you can do you can do comfortable at it, but yeah, like you said, right off the bat, people just assume, oh man, he's he's rolling in it, <laughs> or she's yeah, yeah. rolling in it, whatever. Yeah, it, it's um, very. I mean, it's just like anybody else. You know, anyone else that has a good job, you know, say so, so you if you work hard, you get some promotions, and you you know now you're earning a hundred thousand dollars a year. Like you're yeah. comfortable, but if you suddenly have a year where you're not working, you could sure. very well be homeless <laughs> very quickly. Exactly. You know, so. Uh, same with me. Not, not that I'm anywhere to your caliber, but like when I have to tell people I have to uh, podcast in the afternoon, they're like, well, why can't you do it at 11 or 12? And I'm like, well, I'm at the day job. <laughs> oh, yeah, we are. Man, like, like, a lot of, like just to kind of give a perspective, anyone who might be listening and kind of like trying to learn how the, how the grind works, I had a day job up until five months before AGT. Really? The, the, yeah. So, I mean, I was working pretty much full-time with comedy. But, um, you know, I think uh, I, I had a day job until, like, July or August of 2018, and I found out I was going to audition for America's Got Talent on uh, in, like, November of that year. So, like, so, so, but, like, so it's not like I was just, like, you know, I grinded for a while, and I was doing comedy for, you know, 12 years before I got AGT, 
But yeah. like, so yeah, you have to do what you have to do to pay the bills. You know, comedy is a very expensive hobby for a while. Yeah, uh, exactly. I have a couple of friends um, that that are in it. Um, one of them, he's usually my co-host, and uh, yeah, it's a, it's a tough road because you know he's told me sometimes him and three or four guys will drive fifty miles and spend fifty dollars in gas to split seventy-five bucks. <laughs> Something crazy like that. Yeah. I mean, the amount of times, you know, I told these stories on America's Got Talent, but they're true. You know, I used to, you know, to be able to do some of these gigs, I wouldn't be able to afford a hotel with driving there. So I would sleep in my car. Like, I, I, I've slept in my car so many times just because that's not the only way you can make a profit. You know, if you're driving to do a $150 gig, you know, you can't spend 100 of that at the hotel. <laughs> Plus, no gas, like, it's pointless then. So. Yeah, I got very comfortable sleeping in my 2012 Toyota Yaris. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> yeah, I understand, I understand completely. It's just not the most comfy car when you're uh, when you're six one and almost 300 pounds. I'm gonna let you know that too, in case anyone's looking for a car to sleep in. Yeah, I I, I actually uh, it's Enterprise. They gave me one. I drove to New Orleans right before the world uh, went crazy, and I was in one of those. And, I'm I'm in the 300s, but about six foot, and I just remember that my knees made all kind of like popping noises when I'd get out to stretch. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I, I attribute most of my neck and back problems to car sleeping. <laughs> uh, uh, speaking, of, you know, you're talking about AGT, and obviously that's uh, and that was one of the questions I had for you. You've been doing it a while, and they say you know it takes 10 years to make an overnight success. But either way, to get up there and like perform in front of like Simon Cowell, who to me seems like the biggest lion in the den. I mean, it takes large cahoons. I mean, were you nervous at all when you got out there? Because I mean, you slayed it. But, I mean, did you have any jitters doing that? Um, I had the uh, – like, I don't want this to sound like I'm trying to be, like, this badass who <laughs> isn't phased. Uh-huh. Um, the actual performances, no. Because um, it's something that, like, I've been doing it long enough. I knew I was ready for this. Mm-hmm. So, on stage, like – like, my brain kind of just, like, transforms. Like, oh, it's performance mode. Take care of business. Yeah. I had the jitters before and after <laughs> very strongly. Right on. Um, because for that show, um, obviously just getting, you know, asked to do it is a huge honor. But, you know, for a comedian, as far as actually being able to potentially sell tickets and get into clubs and stuff like that, you have to make the finals. You know, you you get a good bump if you just have a couple good performances on there, sure, but you don't really move the needle unless you reach the final. So there was a lot of pressure that, like, I had to hope that enough people were voting for me to get to that. And then just kind of afterwards, you know, I went from being unknown to an overnight kind of name. So that's a lot of pressure. It's weird. It's like your life changes very quickly. So more of the jitters came from that. The actual performances, you know, Simon Cowell's intimidating, but, like, he doesn't know anything about comedy. Like, I love him, but he knows nothing about stand-up, so I couldn't yeah, worry yeah. too much. <laughs> I could just go up there and just do the best that I could. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I, I know how he was up there and everything, but just, like, the, the way I've seen Simon treat people before, I mean, and he's brutally honest, but it was just like your effort was just flawless from the get, and I just always admired that. Like, me, I'd have been scared to death, but – you know, I understand if you're a professional and it's, you know, that's your, you know, your home is that stage and everything, you're accustomed to it, uh, more power to you. But, yeah, you definitely had it, uh, you know, there and, and from then on. And then, you know, of course, doing the champions thing and everything, just just a really cool experience. Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, it, it was a lot of fun. Like, it's still a little weird to even think that it happened. <laughs> it's yeah. hard to, like, put that in a full perspective that, like, oh, 
yeah, if that didn't exist on YouTube, I might not believe that I did it. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah, a, sure. it's a it's a very kind of cool experience. And then, you know, just kind of to show how the world can be sometimes, you know, it was the hottest I've ever been. I finally made it, and then the world shut down. You know, yeah. so nothing is guaranteed to you. <laughs> yeah, that's what's so crazy. It keeps you kind of like saying, oh, let's, let's be a little grounded. Um, I will ask you this, though. Um, obviously, before it did, uh, after the show, are you able to go, like, to Walmart now without people hounding you? Like, could you go into a store without somebody being, like, wanting a picture or something? Uh, it's a little easier now. I mean, just as time kind of moves on. Like, I do still get recognized, which is very cool. Um, you know, immediately after AGT happened, man, it was it was very strange. Um, because like you don't see yourself as like the guy from AGT. Like I just see myself as the old trailer park kid who busted <laughs> his ass and it worked out, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, it is strange. And like, for me, it's like, I was like, okay, it's, this is cool. It's part of it. You know, I'm happy to take pictures. Um, you know, nowadays, please stay six feet apart when we do it, but I'm happy yeah. to say hi and make it happen. But where where I started to realize it was kind of weird was like, you know, I'd be out to, to dinner with my, you know, my sister and her husband and my brother and stuff like that. And then kind of seeing them react to like, why are people coming up to us? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. It's so strange. Yeah. Um, in January, my girlfriend and I went to Disneyland uh, for her birthday. And I think we lost count at being stopped 50 times. Wow. Um, so, so like, again, it's very flattering. I'd rather people... You know, I'm, I'm going to be more worried when no one cares, <laughs> you know, so I'd rather people do it. But, uh-huh. you know, it's interesting how it kind of affects the other people in your life because, you know, my my family, you know, aren't entertainers at all. So they're not kind of in that world. So yeah. just kind of saying like, oh, yeah, this this is a real cool thing. Yeah, no, it, it is. It, it's neat to see it all unfold. Like, like, if I saw you walking on the street, I'd have to come ask you for a picture, and I'd geek out a little bit because, like, I'm, I'm a true fan. But I just – it always fascinates me because living in the Music City, you know, Nashville area, I have three really decent friends that are professional musicians, and it's so funny. Like, if you go out somewhere with them or if you're just hanging out, you're not thinking of it, and then somebody will just wig out because you're with them, and I'm thinking – I've seen this, you know, I've seen this guy, you know, pick his boogers in third grade, things like that, just crazy stuff, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's very interesting, like, the amount of, uh, and, and I'd say go for it, but the, the amount of, like, street cred that I've gotten my friends <laughs> just for, for knowing me, like, yeah, it, it, and, and it's like doing, like, really easy things, like, like a couple weeks ago, uh, one of my friends, his girlfriend's mom was a big fan, but uh, she couldn't come just because of COVID concerns. Uh-huh. So I just gave her, like, a quick phone call, and it was, like, wow. the coolest thing that has happened to her, like, in a couple of years. Like, it's just weird, like, how that works. And for me, it's just like, you know, just a nice gesture to say, you know, thank you. Uh-huh. And just seeing how the rest of the world react, it, it's it's very cool to be in that position. Yeah, no doubt. It's like it's like that whole humbling. I, I put my pants on one leg at a time. I'm just a lot cooler in mine when I do it. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. Um, like I said, you don't, you don't see yourself as that guy, you know. I'm still in my eyes, exactly who I was, but just to know that you kind of made an impact and, and people appreciated it and remember it is very, very cool. Yeah, like like for me, I mean, I was so excited to talk to you all day. And then, you know, talking to you, I can tell you're a regular person, but still, the fact that you're on there, it still just makes me joyously happy. So thank you for that. And, and uh, let's, uh, I say that you, are you still podcasting? Uh, because I, I just seen, I just I was turned on to that through Instagram. And if so, I, I think I'm going to start subscribing myself. 
Yes, uh, I am. So I actually I do two podcasts right now because uh, when you're a comedian, you have to do at least two. That's the rule. They kick you out of comedy. Um, so the, the first one that I do, um, it's one that I do with a couple buddies of mine. So I do it with uh, my friend Johnny LaQuasto, who a uh, very funny comic. I actually met him about a month into me starting comedy, so I've known him for years. Um, he most recently worked for WWE, actually. He was an announcer um, wow. there, and, and, and unfortunately, he kind of was one of the uh, casualties of COVID cuts. So yeah. hopefully he'll get that back at some point. But um, so I do it with him and then my buddy Brent Terhune, who um, a lot of people, uh, he blew up this year. He does um, a couple of characters. Uh, he does uh, uh, the character, I think he calls it the redneck you all love to hate. He's a, the character, he's a pro-Trump guy, uh-huh. but it's like satire. So he's actually kind of poking fun at Trump. Yeah. And it went completely viral. Like, he, he's blown up completely. And, uh, again, it's one of those things that's weird because you see him blow up. And I get, like, some sort of, like, oh, you know Brent? Like, yeah, I do a podcast with him. I used to live a mile away from him in Indiana. And we used to watch wrestling pay-per-views together. <laughs> you know, yeah. kind of cool see it. Uh, so it's called The Cafeteria. Um, basically, the, the premise is we just uh, – uh, we're trying to kind of recreate – those moments, like when you were in high school, but you maybe not get to see your friends until lunchtime. So when you're at the cafeteria, you just talk about all the dumb stuff you thought of during the day at that point. Okay. So that's kind of what we do. Uh, and then my other one's actually a video game podcast. I'm a huge video game fan. I'm a big collector. Uh, it's called Baby Got Backlog. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> so uh, essentially, um, because I'm a collector and I love collecting when I'm on the road, I tend to buy a lot faster than I can play them because video games are not short experiences a lot of times. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So uh, basically, it's me and my uh, my buddy Rev, who I went to college with. He essentially is every week he picks a game for me to play from my backlog that I have to play, and then we discuss. So it's kind of my uh, our way of making me actually play some of these games. That's cool, but yeah, uh, I mean, games in themselves they're an adventure. I've it's funny you brought up the video game thing, and the cafeteria, that is very um, catchy because I like the theme of it. I've never heard that, so good for you. Um, thank you. Thank you, man. Yeah, yeah. it's it, it's some of the – like, obviously, I'm going to be a little bit biased, but I yeah, think yeah. it's some of the best comedy I've done in a while because it's just – because we're all friends. So it's just literally us, just, you know, shooting the breeze and, and seeing where it goes. <laughs> yeah, just kind of natural, like, or organically. Um, and uh, – the uh, the picture of you in gr- when you said green face didn't you dress up like the Hulk that was you right that that was me yes that was that, from uh, that was from that, Halloween in college yeah that had me laughing so hard because you said in green face you know I'd never imagine anybody coming up with that but <laughs> that really had me <laughs> laughing um what I was gonna bring up as far as uh, my ADD is kicking in I'm sorry uh, the uh, what I've been hunting for as far as games go and cannot find anywhere is this tiny Ninja Turtle arcade game have you got your hands on that one yet uh, I have not. No, I haven't been looking for that kind of stuff. I, right now, I'm kind of doing more retro collecting. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm trying to finish a, a Game Boy uh, collection is what I'm strongly oh, working on now. I'm working Game Boy, NES, and N64 right now. So what, okay. it's, it's like a little, like little mini handheld thing. Yeah, it's like it's the Ninja Turtle arcade game um, from like the 90s. And, but it's, the, it's, on the, it's an arcade game itself. It probably... Uh, four to five inches tall, and like it's got the joystick and everything. It's the craziest thing I've seen. 
So. Okay, well, I'll tell you what. When, I, when I'm out on my hunt, I'll keep an eye out for it. So I remember the arcade game. Like, that's one of my favorite games ever. They did a, a cool port for the Super Nintendo of that, which that's is awesome. amazing. Um, but, yeah, I'll, I'll keep my eyes peeled if, if I see that for you. I appreciate it. And then, uh, you know, you're talking about wrestling, which is, uh, you know, I wish they would have had the WWE Network uh, when we were younger instead of us pulling all our funds together to see a pay-per-view. But um, are you a fan at all of James Storm? He lives a couple of miles up the road from me. Have you ever had any dealings with him? I've not had any dealings with him, but I, I, I've always enjoyed his work. Like, I, I thought his run um, with beer money back in the day was really, really good. Um, yeah, he, he's a solid guy. Like, like I've, I'm not going to lie and say, like, I'm his number one fan or anything, but yeah. I, I've always enjoyed what I've seen of him. There's a, he's very reminiscent of the people I grew up with, just like a, a, a nice good old boy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's, it's, it's his actual persona, but, um, yeah, the reason I just brought him up is because he's one of the guys that lives the closest uh, to me. I, I'm a bit of a wrestling guy myself. I, I'd like to see him eventually get in the WWE, but every time they uh, try to push him through, something happens or contract isn't met or something, and he always winds up back in TNA. Yeah, I mean, I mean, whatever. Like the one thing that I've kind of learned in in any walk of life um, is, you know, you got to do what's going to be best for you and your family. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there there's just certain things like. And I know how, you know, obviously comedy is not exactly like the wrestling business, but they're very similar in a lot of ways. Like, you know, the businesses can be tough and they can be really rough on you just because of the pressure that's on you. So ultimately, hey, I say if he's happy, man, be happy. Like, uh, you don't owe anybody anything. <laughs> that's the truth. Yeah, you just do you. That's the best you can do. Um, just just as a local boy, I was just kind of pulling for him to get on a format like that. But like you said, who knows, maybe one day, maybe not. But he's still doing his thing. Um, one more thing for you, and I appreciate you speaking with me. I know Thanksgiving's around the corner. Happy Thanksgiving to you. Right uh, back to you. Appreciate yeah, it. First and foremost, um, the bit you put on your Instagram, literally, I mean, my jaws were hurting. I mean, it's about the, the turkey thing. I, I just wanted you to tell everybody what you said because, like, I couldn't do it justice, but it literally, like, made my cheeks hurt. Well, and, and it's 100% a true story, too. The, the fun thing is, like, I've had some, like, friends that I grew up with who are like, yeah, we didn't do them. But um, it, it was a realization that I had as an adult. Because, like, as a kid, like, when you're just in that moment, you don't really get it. But um, I was responsible for none of my classmates getting to do hand turkeys. Um which is, like, it's a weird thing. Like, it seems stupid, but, like, I didn't realize how universal that was. But, like, as I got older, all of my friends, like, everyone's like, yeah, of course we did the hand turkeys. Who didn't do the hand turkeys? Yeah. Well, my my class didn't do the hand turkeys because I was in my class, and my teachers were scared <laughs> to do it. So, uh, so that, is, uh, that is my cross to bear during the holiday season. Yeah, and, and like I said, it's uh... – Knowing your stand-up and how you performed, that just made it that much funnier. But literally, like right now, thinking about it, it made my jaws hurt because, like you said, everybody's used to that. And, you know, when you're young, you don't think about it. But it's like, you know, maybe, hey, these people didn't experience a hand turkey. You just really tickled a flame on there. So thank you for sharing that. It was so funny. Yeah, Yeah. and 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 in case any of them happen to listen, uh, to any of my classmates from elementary school, I am sorry. Please make a hand turkey right now. That's exactly what you need to do. Well, what are your plans? Family just chilling? You can stay at home? Uh, we're 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 laying low. So, um, you know, it's one of those things. Again, I, I don't. My messages are not too political, but like, yeah, yeah, it's really it, it's really 
concerning how many people are just like, well, it's Thanksgiving, so COVID doesn't exist because I like Thanksgiving. Exactly. And it doesn't really work that way. So we're we're laying low. Um, so my girlfriend and I are just going to make a little a meal for ourselves and probably a zoom in to, uh, to talk to some family and stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, I think mean, it's unfortunate. It, it, it's part of just the, uh, the, the bow on the crap Sunday that has been 2020, <laughs> but, uh, we're doing a little, uh, low key Thanksgiving and we're going to do a zoom Christmas. We kind of already canceled the plans. We were going to go back home to Indiana and see some family there, but, uh, you know, uh, it, it, as much as I miss my family, I don't want to be responsible for killing my mother. Yeah, I understand, totally. It's it's one of those things, like, I want her life insurance, absolutely, but (laughs) it's going to be hard for me to get it if I'm the cause of her death. So we just got to let time run its course. Yeah, a tough, tough step. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Was that too dark? That's a joke that I would tell my mom, so in case anyone wants to turn on me now. Because that's exactly the reason I'm staying away from my grandfather. You know, he's uh, he's, um, in his early 80s, but still, you know. I'm fortunate enough that I, I have been tested. I don't have it, but I, I think I would make it, hopefully. But I, I still don't want to you know, risk that with anybody that I care about that's, that's older than, you know, 60 or something like that. So Yeah, yeah, and, and the thing, too, again, like, I'm no expert on this and don't want to make this comedy podcast too political, but uh, just because you're going to live doesn't mean it's not going to mess you up. We don't know yet <laughs> what it can yeah. do to you long term. You know, I've read stuff like one in five people who recover from COVID develop mental health issues. Like, there's more to it than just, oh, you didn't die, so no big deal. (laughs) You know, there's a lot more at stake here. So I'm not one that, like, tells people what to do, but uh, I implore you, maybe consider doing a Zoom Thanksgiving this year. That's it, yeah, and no, no open mouth kissing with anyone. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I mean, and that's a huge tradition for me. That's why it's been rough doing shows. I love to open mouth kiss all of my fans, like Richard Dawson from Family Feud. You remember? You remember that far back? I absolutely do. Yeah, I, I do that, but a lot more direct. Like, like he tried to at least be suave. For yeah. me, it's like nope. I, I just come tongue out. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, rem- I I was gonna sit up front, but now. <laughs> oh, don't don't worry, I'll find you. <laughs> yeah, I won't be too hard to find. Well, uh, Zany's Nashville, uh, December fifteenth and sixteenth, and if I'm not mistaken, I looked on the calendar earlier. I think one of the one of them sold out, and the other one's like almost there. So. Yeah, yeah, I believe the sixteenth is sold out. Um, the fifteenth, um, so I think the sixteenth is the Wednesday, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, the the Tuesday. I know it's a little weird that it's midweek, but the Tuesday does have some tickets. I know they're doing. Uh, for anyone that might be concerned, you know, this is stuff I've kind of vetted it. I wouldn't go if I didn't feel comfortable. You know, yeah. they're doing. You know, mask required, social distancing at tables. You know, it's limited capacity. You know, we're not doing spring break here or anything yeah. like that. So it's not that intense. But it's one of those things. If you feel comfortable, this is what I've been telling everybody because I know everyone has their own limits. If you feel comfortable coming out, great. If not, I'll be back again so we can hang out then, too, when everything is kind of past. But, uh, but yeah, it, it, it should be a good time. It's, uh, you know, it's we all need a little bit of a laugh. I, I know for me it's therapeutic, too, because, you know, not just financially, but, like, doing comedy makes me happy, and I haven't got to do enough of it this year. So, so yeah, we'll, we'll have some good time. Yeah, Zanies is one of my favorite clubs. So. Next up on the podcast, we have the mighty and powerful bass player extraordinaire, Brian Smith of the band Cavo. They have a new single out called Lead On. We're going to talk about that and a lot more 
of the Uncharted Podcast. Enjoy. All right, Brian Cabo, this new song, Lead On, man. I really, really like it. It's got a powerful message. Let's, let's discuss it. Uh, was this written during the pandemic? It was written before the pandemic. <laughs> well, how about that? That's cool. I guess that turned out pretty good. It, it just seems like it flows right into what we've got going on right now. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Uh, the irony of it all. Um, it was written uh, a couple years ago. Um, and it uh, going back and listening to some of the songs that we've completed and hadn't released, we figured that would be a good one to bring out because it was relevant. But we picked the songs that we've been releasing the past year, uh, late last year, uh, to start releasing and uh, doing it in a single format versus putting out a record, you know, a full record, um, mm-hmm. seemed like the right thing to do uh, in today's uh, climate you know, before the pandemic, even, uh, you know, when you release a record out, you know, you, you don't get uh, the, the you get the same amount of attention than you would if you released uh, a single. So we just decided to uh, put together a record and release it in single format. And I think the next single that we're going to release is a cover of Come Undone, the cover of uh, Duran Duran. And then we're going to put what we've already released. And we got like three other tracks that we haven't released and putting it together as a record uh, and releasing it, releasing it all together, uh, yes. probably the end of January. I like that. Yeah. That's a, that's, that's like an old school approach. Like back when they would do, you know, the, the 45s before you get the whole record. Yeah, man, absolutely. Um, you know, you know, the whole streaming thing and, and, you know, people don't really buy a lot of records anymore. They typically just, <laughs> uh, you know, listen to it online. Uh, yeah. So it makes more sense to do it in single format. Sure, I agree. Because I, I listened to the other one, uh, Muscle Memory, which I also enjoyed. But uh, that song has got a really awesome uh, bass line on it. I really enjoyed. Did they build that around your performance uh, of that? Yeah, you know the funny thing is, is uh, I actually wrote uh, the the uh, bass line was the original line from Lead On as well. Um, I had the idea for Lead On as a bass line, and if you listen to the bass the bass and what Chris, the guitar player is playing. It's the same thing. Um, and I wrote it. Uh, I don't know why I had that, that riff in my head, but I had a really aggressive vibe when I wrote, when I initially came up with the, with the, the original line for lead on mm-hmm. and uh, you know, kind of the similar thing with muscle memory, you know, the baseline I was messing around with, with, uh, with Andy and, and, and when we were writing these songs and that's just the baseline I came up with, uh, cause I'm a big fishbone, you know, fan and, uh, you know, that ska vibe, uh, yeah. it, you know, something that, that, you know, I, I like to, to, to go from, I like to, you know, to use any type of, of influence. Uh, we all do, you know, we all come from different backgrounds of music. So, you know, it's just one of those things. I, have you had a chance to listen to, uh, or, uh, uh, was it without you or or uh what does it feel like at all you heard those i I have not yet um uh i just got an opportunity i had the these two songs i was telling about email and brought to my attention um, okay a couple of days ago but i will check the rest of it out uh right now i've learned from those two and then uh learning about the album which is uh what you're dropping it in 2021 right and uh how'd you come up with this title is this under bridges and uh how does it right. go? Uh, yeah, go ahead. Under Bridges, Bright Nights, and Thieves. Uh, well, it got that title, uh, and it could change. I don't know. Uh, right now, that's the title, and it's because 
two of the songs we're releasing um, that haven't been released yet were from Bright Nights, Dark Days time frame and uh-huh. Thick as Thieves, Bright, you know, time frame. Uh, so that's where you get the, uh, un, you know, and then uh, a couple of them were written in between and during the Bridges record time frame. So Under okay. Bridges, Bright Nights and Thieves. So it's a little homage to all three of our records that we've released since 2008. Right on. So kind of like a conglomerate. That's cool. I like yep. that. I, I, I yeah. kind of had an idea about that, but I was just making sure because it did it seem like to mesh all of them. Um, so, so 2021 is, is uh, how far out of 2021 will it be available? Well, we're looking at the first month, January, uh, but it could be February. Um, and then the plan is to get into the studio to record because we've been writing and messing around with other songs as well. So yep. we plan on, on releasing another group of songs mid to, to the end of next year as well. Um, and that way it'll kind of, you know, be a little bit of a break, you know, a couple of months and then we'll start releasing some more music. So it just kind of, it kind of depends. I, I'm looking at when, you know, talking to the guys at the label uh, management uh, and the guys in the band, um, it's looking like late January, but it could be February timeframe uh, when we release uh, the rest of the stuff. I'm going to package it together with Wolves, the new acoustic version of Let It Go without you with uh the country version. We actually have a country version of Ghost. Oh, um, and um what does it feel like? Muscle memory. These two, uh we have a version of Cynical that was the original version that we wrote. It's more of a police type vibe and I'm a huge police fan and it's got that uh policey type vibe to it. And then yeah. two songs that like like I said were from the Right nights and and thickest these time frame, yeah, and when you listen to them, you can tell that they're you know the older version of Cabo. But um, you know it's just kind of really cool you know to be able to do that. And one of the songs actually has Chad, our original drummer, playing on it. We have an old uh, old it's an old uh, version of the song with him, and we just had it remixed and mastered. That's uh, cool. So yeah, it, it's it's kind of cool to you know to go back and do that. And then like I said, we've been uh writing uh before the pandemic we wrote five songs uh i think three we actually like the other two we're gonna probably just throw away and then there's been a couple of new tunes we've been messing around with uh so hopefully you know the big be- you know the uh beginning of spring i'm trying to plan that with with the guys in the band and management how to get that done with andy being because our drummer lives in nashville um and uh, he's he's a DJ down there on the on the buzz. Yeah, I was uh, about to say that, that. I listen to him all the time. I'm I'm in Middle Tennessee. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He, uh, <laughs> I mean, dude, he's an awesome cat, talented dude. Uh, you know, wasn't repeat repeat for a while. Plays, in, you know, with uh, the Jim Blossoms uh, when their drummer can't make it, and a couple other bands. You know, he he even went on a, a an Alaskan jump with our friends Freeman Anley and sat in for their drummer when he couldn't do it. Um, talented kid. I mean, just just amazing uh, drummer. And yeah, yeah, he's, he's great and very knowledgeable of music as well. Absolutely. And uh, you know, it was funny when our drummer quit, and we hired Andy. Our drummer quit right before we left for Carnival of Madness, and technically, Andy had. I think we were leaving on Friday. We hired him on Monday. He drove in, listening to the record on Tuesday, and we had like three rehearsals before we had to go on the road. Oh, that's doing it right there. That's great professionalism. 
Yeah, yeah, he's he's a solid cat for sure. Very talented and and uh, definitely uh, we we knew him before because uh, he, he used to live in Illinois, Alton, Illinois, which is you know right across the the, the river. And we used to play shows with his old man, uh, so we knew Andy very well. And uh, you know, it's definitely bringing him into the Cabo family, and now he's Cabo fam for life. Yeah, that's that's awesome. I'm glad to know that about him. Like I said, I've heard him on the radio, hadn't had the opportunity to speak to him personally, but that's that's super cool. And then you mentioned Franklin Hanley, which is also a Nashville outfit, so that's really awesome. Um, hey, yeah, we we toured with those guys back in the day. They were one of the first group of tours we did. We went out with those guys. Cool. So Ryan Belcher and then I'm Josh Belcher. We're distant cousins. So. Oh, all right on, dude. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, uh, and, you know, what got me excited about hearing these songs is that I've been a fan since the get with you guys. And then, you know, of course, there's rumors around when a band's kind of like, you know, laying low or whatever, that there's, you know, breakup rumors and everything. But uh, I read, you know, in your uh, in the press release that you guys are just as strong as ever. So that couldn't be any more accurate as far as I know. Yeah. Well, you know, we all have other projects. You know, uh, Casey has, you know, five kids. So his projects are his children. Uh, <laughs> Chris has a has a daughter who's very involved in in uh, athletics and swimming, um, but he's also in a band called Greek Fire, which is uh, Moon from St. Louis area. He's actually a DJ on the Point, but he was also in uh, Story of the Year. He used to be one of he was one of the original guitar players, um, and he has a band called Greek Fire. So he plays in that band as well as Cabo, and I am actually in a band called The Poor which was me and our old drummer, Chad, who recently left, and we hired another drummer. Um, uh, we have uh, Jack from uh, Work Royal, Matt Benny from Fivefold, uh, me, of course, from Cabo, and Jeff Lee, a phenomenal singer. Um, you know, so we all, we all do different projects here and there, and, of course, everything Andy's doing. And I'm also in a girl project called Ruby, um, two girls from St. Louis that our manager managed, um, and I was brought on board to kind of – help be the band leader for a while um and then COVID hit so i don't know if they're still planning on doing things or not i don't know uh but for a year or so off their their bass player um so we all have other projects but but cavo has always been our main focus and you know we we haven't broken up and, you know i have conversations with the guys about the future of cavo and it's always yeah no no we're not quitting we're going to continue to write music um to actually tour like we did probably not going to be something to do we'll probably do uh, weekend jumps and festivals mm -hmm. uh just touring you know we all have households and families and things responsibilities that we got to take care of nowadays so it's not as freeing as it was when we were you know 10 years ago where you can just go out and you know not make any money for a, a you know three months you know we all we all you know, have other things going on so we just have we just have to do things smart we're going to continue to create music We'll be a band probably until, you know, we die. Um, and, and the plan is to continue to uh, write music. Uh, we just have to, you know, be a little more – we have to plan more, I should say, to get things done versus just by the seat of our pants, you know. Yeah. It was just, it's just great to hear new music from you guys. Like I said, Ben, in this pandemic, the only thing we really had to look forward to is like Amazon Prime movies and new music. So thanks for, uh, you know, sharing – and you mentioned St. Louis. I just went for the first time ever a few weeks ago. One of the cleanest cities I've ever been to. Is that where you're from originally? Yeah, well, we claim St. Louis, but we're actually out in St. Charles County, me, me, Casey, and Chris. So we're all in the O'Fallon, Missouri area, which is about 40 minutes from downtown St. Louis. 
I hear. That's like me living in Columbia, Tennessee, and just saying Nashville. But uh, uh, it's easier that way. Could you yeah. say O'Fallon, Missouri, and everybody goes, "Huh?" Yeah, exactly. I, uh, I was just really impressed with the cleanliness, and then um, uh, went to the Chuck Berry's house and took my picture on his front steps. So that was a thrill. But anyway, a really, really great town. I was really impressed. Thanks, man. Yeah, yeah, it's home. I mean, yes. You know, everybody has their 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 place where they hang their hat, and ours happens to be yeah. St. Louis, except for Andy, who's down in Nashville. That's right. Another up. reason it takes planning uh, a little bit. It takes a little planning for us to get together because he is in Nashville. Um, so, uh, you know, we're, we're like I said, we're talking about, you know, dates of pre-pro writing and then studio this spring. So that's groovy. I want to give a special shout out to my guests, Brian Smith, bass player extraordinaire for Cabo, Ryan Niemiller, stand-up comedian, coming to Zanies, you know him from America's Got Talent, taking the world by storm. Really grateful to my guests. Thank you so much. And most importantly, I want to thank you, the listeners. Without you, there's no point in doing this. So I want to say thank you. If you're doing anything in the world, listening to anything in the world, and you're hanging out with old Josh here on the Uncharted Podcast, and I am truly grateful and appreciative because I love, love doing it. Uh, if you know anybody you think would be a great guest, have them hit me up as always on Josh Belcher at hotmail.com. Now, I want you to have a great rest of the week. Enjoy uh, December's upon us. Christmas is near, so try to keep the stress down and, uh, you know, enjoy yourselves for the holidays, shopping. Try to be kind to one another. Be peaceful. We'll catch you next week for another edition of the Uncharted Podcast. Remember, I love you for you and where you're at in life currently. Josh Belcher signing off. We'll catch you next time. Thank you so much again. All right, bye.